Wow, wow, wow. Welcome today, ladies and gents, to a video that is somewhat shocking in terms of what has been revealed by this lawsuit from the district attorneys of Louisiana and Missouri. And it's not shocking to most of us who have known about the censorship of freedom of speech over the last two to three years now. But it is shocking in terms of the depth of this and the revelations that we have now got in the last couple of weeks. And just to be clear, this is not a COVID video or, or anything like that. We're not even going to be touching upon this. This is a big picture, regardless of which political side you sit on, whether you have had any injections or no injections. This is nothing to do with any of that. This is all to do with freedom of speech or in the USA, the First Amendment. And by the way, there's a reason that the USA has a constitution. There, there's a reason that we have laws in each country. In the USA, the First Amendment is there for this very reason to allow all public debate and discussion to stop things like this from happening. So what am I talking about today then? Well, I'm talking about the bombshell and we're going to go through all of the data and the report in a moment that social media companies have been working with government agencies in order to control the information and suppress information. Now, you remember this was a conspiracy theory, a tin hat, you know, everyone used to say, and the sort of vile comments and attacks that we've seen over the last two or three years on people that were very open, very uh, forward thinking, logical, rational, and just, you know, there was no malice behind it, just wanted to discuss these things and look at all sides of the evidence and just have an open discussion. And of course, what we've seen is very heavy censorship. And I've always thought it, many of you always thought that there was definitely something going on and it was being deliberately suppressed in order to only fit one agenda in anything that came up uh, big or small. So let's look at the evidence today then. Now, first and foremost, this is the Constitution of the United States. The First Amendment states, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or the right of the people peacefully to assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. And I think we can all agree that this has not been happening in the last two and a half years. But let's start with the first article then. Biden's Homeland Security colludes with Facebook to target disinformation and control online discourse on topics including COVID and the US withdrawal from Afghanistan, a bombshell new report claims. Facebook created a special portal for the DHS, which is the Department of Homeland Security, to report content directly. And we all remember earlier this year, the Biden administration created a very controversial disinformation governance board, which was very quickly disbanded because there was a furious backlash. But actually what's happened is that they've quietly maintained an intense interest in policing speech it deems false or dangerous. And this is where it all started with this lawsuit which revealed all of these documents, which we're going to talk about in a moment. But we all knew that there was something going on after this interview between Joe Rogan and Mark Zuckerberg, 
where he talked about the FBI approaching him to suppress information. Now, this was a tweet by Congressman Dan Bishop. DHS and social media companies work together to silence free speech. The blatant censorship will not be tolerated. I am drafting legislation to impose harsh criminal penalties on government officials who violate America's First Amendment rights. And ladies and gents, I would love to get your comments below on this video. I will be reading a lot of the comments because I don't know about you, but it feels as though the tide is just changing right now. In the USA, I'm talking in particular, a lot of the other countries, it's not quite there yet, I don't feel. But it just feels as though there's something in the air, there's some sort of change coming in the USA. And of course, quite ironic that this is election day today as well in the USA, the midterms. Uh, what do you think is gonna happen? I personally think it's probably gonna be a red wave. Uh, again, I'm not a political person, I don't sit on any side, but I'd be interested to know your thoughts on that. But if it is a red wave, do you feel as though a lot of these congressmen and women are going to be coming in and actually holding the people to account that are responsible for a lot of the things that have happened over the last couple of years. Again, I don't really think it matters which side of the fence that you, you sit on with this. I know people on both sides who are very upset and very angry at the moment. Now, this is the organization that broke the story. It's called The Intercept and you can find the original story here. The Department of Homeland Security is quietly broadening its efforts to curb speech it considers dangerous, an investigation by The Intercept has found. Years of internal DHS memos, emails, and documents obtained by a leaks and an ongoing lawsuit, as well as public documents, illustrate an expansive effort by the agency to influence tech platforms. Behind closed doors and through pressure on private platforms, the US government has used its power to try to shape online discourse. Of course, we know this is illegal and cannot be done. Key takeaways then, uh, we just mentioned this, even though it closed the program, these documents reveal the underlying work is still ongoing. Facebook created a special portal for the DHS and government partners, now this is the other key one, to report disinformation directly. And again, this isn't disinformation, this is simply information that didn't fit a certain agenda. There's also a formalized process for government officials to directly flag content on Facebook or Instagram and request that it be throttled or suppressed through a special portal that requires a government or law enforcement email to use. At the time of writing, the content request system at Facebook is still live. And I'll prove this to you in a moment. DHS and Meta, the parent company of Facebook, did not respond to a request for comment. The FBI declined to comment as well. So before we continue, let me show you, this portal is still live, you can request access here. Uh, this is the presentation on it as well. You can go through and read this. All of this stuff, you just look at the link here above. You can search for it very, very easily. The reason I don't post these links in the description as people often request is because it then flags the content and suppresses it. Now, you think that's bad? Well, it gets even deeper. Facebook fact checker leads stories funded by controversial Chinese company that owns TikTok. We know where this is going. 
Facebook's fact-checking partner, Lead Stories, is funded in part by a Chinese company called ByteDance LLC, which owns TikTok and has been accused of censorship on behalf of the country's communist government. Former President Trump warned ByteDance that they must find a suitable buyer for TikTok's US business because the platform presented a national security risk. So the same company Trump sees as a potential national security threat is actually funding Facebook's main fact checker. What does that tell you? A 29 report by the Australian Strategic Policy Institute's International Cyber Policy Center, goodness me, that was a mouthful, detailed how ByteDance is engaged in deeply unethical behavior in Xinjiang, where their work directly supports and enables mass human rights abuses. In September 2019, The Guardian obtained leaked documents explaining ByteDance is advancing Chinese foreign policy aims through the app. Um, so this is abroad in the US and other Western nations. Now, as we continue on through all of this, I hope this isn't coming out as, as a complete shock to most of you, because I think we've been talking about this for quite a while in terms of censorship. And again, it doesn't matter which side of the fence you sit on politically. I think deep down, we've all known that there's something not quite right has been going on. And again, I'm not talking about COVID here specifically. I'm talking about all sorts of other things from race-related issues to uh, modern-day war between Russia and Ukraine. We've just been seeing a non-stop barrage of information towards us. But the way I always look at it is if the information comes and it's fairly objective and you have two viewpoints and debates, that is often what I am interested in listening to. But whenever I see a viewpoint come out and then you see propaganda attached to it and very... Um, nasty sort of comments and, and terms, you know, that, that are thrown at other sides. That is usually when you know that there is obviously an agenda behind it. So this is the barrage of documents that we have seen via this leak. So you can see at the top here, confidential. Uh, these are confidential documents. And again, I would ask you all to read through these in your own time because it is quite a bombshell when you start going through this. And there's a lot of stuff in here that even I wasn't aware of. But again, look at the question one. Will there be some sort of agreement of terms of reference that will align all participants? So these are reporters, government entities and companies on objectives and usage of the portal. Straight away, we know this is in direct opposition to the Constitution to try and deliberately suppress information. And this goes on and on and on. Obviously, a lot of things have been redacted from the information, but the bulk of what you want to read is still in here. And there are numerous documents that have been released. DHS needs a unified strategy to counter disinformation campaigns. And again, I've got nothing against disinformation. What I am against is the suppression of information and the suppression of allowing all parties to come to the table and discuss such matters. So there's a lot of these documents and um, you, you can see the links here above. You can also do a search for them quite easily. But let's go on to this Forbes article now then. White House deletes misleading tweet giving Biden credit for social security check rates. And this is why I ask you, do you feel as though the tide is turning? especially now that Elon Musk has purchased Twitter. I'd like to get your views on this as well. Do you feel that Elon Musk is 
genuinely trying to help? Is he really trying to bring back free speech via his purchase of Twitter? Or do you see this as just more sort of controlled opposition? Do you see it as someone is behind Elon Musk and that someone like Elon would never have been permitted to purchase uh, a platform so powerful like this in the first place without some sort of terms and conditions or someone pulling the strings? I would love to know your thoughts on this. So the White House actually deleted a tweet on Wednesday crediting President Joe Biden for a forthcoming increase in monthly social security payments for seniors following widespread backlash that led to a fact check noting that the increase was automatic, which brand new Twitter CEO Elon Musk hailed as an awesome feature on the platform. And I remember when Joe Biden took credit for uh, the jobs, the best resort in history as a president bringing back jobs when actually he didn't create all those new jobs, they just came back after the lockdowns. Uh, key facts, the White House account claim seniors are getting the biggest increase in their social security checks in 10 years through President Biden's leadership. But a note was later added, pointing out that the increase is due to a law President Nixon signed in 72, tying social security payments to the CPI, which tracks inflation. So this is a new feature then at Twitter, which adds labels and fact checks, misleading tweets receiving widespread public attention. Our goal is to make Twitter the most accurate source of information on earth without regard to political affiliation. Now, here's one sort of challenge I would have on this. Elon just tweeted this yesterday, which to me doesn't sound as though he is not getting involved in politics. To independent-minded voters, shared power curbs the worst excessive of both parties. Therefore, I recommend voting for a Republican Congress, given that the presidency is democratic. So I would ask you again, do you feel as though there is no regard to political affiliation? Or I guess we could say, well, Elon is not Twitter. Elon is a separate legal entity to Twitter. But again, he does now have a huge amount of power via owning Twitter. So I think they are sort of the same thing. Another thing that Twitter fact-checked this week is Biden's gas price claim. So we are seeing now a lot of changes happening at a very fast rate. And Elon Musk fires the entire Twitter board and makes himself the sole director. Again, I would love to know your thoughts on this. Is Elon Musk a savior or is he a villain in disguise here? Let me know in the comments. But also let me know today what you think of this massive bombshell. Uh, it, it's just incredible that the suppression that we have seen here and has now started to come out via these court documents. Do you feel as though if there is a red wave, again, we won't know until tomorrow, but if this does happen, do you feel as though that Republicans will hold these people to account who have been responsible for a lot of this suppression of information? What do you think is going to happen here? I'd love to know your thoughts. Thanks so much for watching today. Take care, God bless. I will see you tomorrow.